Alrighty, episode number six of Shooting the Shite, I'm Ben. I'm Alex. And the topic for this podcast is... The top five combined worst movie-going experiences ever. If you haven't picked up on it yet, Ben and I are two pretty big film buffs. We both enjoy going to, let's say distract ourselves from the realities of the world or turn off our brain more or less um and enjoy a flick film movie b movie so we're doing our top five worst movie experiences ben and i have watched a shitload of films over the course of our lifetimes ben obviously a bit more than me due to his extra years on the planet but i was pretty much raised by tv and film so i think i can compete with him um, and we're going to tell you about our top five worst experiences, and then you guys can chime in in the comments. So the format is going to be, I will give you one of mine at number five. No, sorry, you're starting at five. Uh, I think I'll start. Yeah. Mine, my first one's a bit of a softball, but then my number one is kind of a king daddy topper. Thank you, Jeff right. O'Neill, courtesy of Overdrive. So Got to pay respects. You're coming in at five. I'll do five. Four, three, two, and then you've got this massive bomb for number one. Number one for me takes the cake because your pet peeve, I think like many of going to a movie, your number one pet peeve would be. Are you asking me? Yeah, we're oh. just asking right now. <laughs> oh, um, Yeah, like people talking. Or... Interrupting the movie kind of thing. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I, we'll I, get there. We'll get there. Let's start at number five. Number five. Number five for me is the old uh, overhype, over sizzle, not enough steak, not enough delivery on the promise. Um, that's why, as a salesman, I always like to under promise and over deliver. It really makes a difference to the consumer. Uh, in this case, uh, the movie I went to see got a lot of hype, a lot of media attention, billboards, radio ads, commercials, the whole bit. It was uh, year one with Jack Black and Michael Sarah, who I had seen in other movies like Jack Black, loved him in School of Rock, really liked him in uh, Orange County. I thought he was hilarious in that movie. So I had high hopes for this. Michael Sarah was fresh out of Super Bad. So again, just very high hopes for this sort of movie. And, you know, you gather your friends. Let's go. Let's go see it on Friday night. I'm in high school. This is a big deal. You know, we're let's go. Let's go watch it. And it was a total fucking dud. It just it, it had its moments. There were some funny moments, but. The expectations were at about an 11, and it maybe hit a 5. So it really was unfortunate. Um, Are you aware of how the Razzies work? No. No. I'm just wondering if, if that made that sort of list, right, where... Did it? It looks like it had... Can a, you check? A, While I'm talking, can you check <laughs> and see if it made the Razzies? I don't know if it did. Uh, it's not as bad as Gili. Like, I remember Gili being commercially really oh, bad. That Ben Affleck it, one, the Gigi? Yeah. yeah. Gili. Gili? Gili. G I L I E. I thought it was Gigi. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. Uh, well, the quick look here this one had an estimated budget of $60 million and a cumulative 
worldwide gross of 62.3 not much so not much profit there. the studio profit. the studio would not have been smiling on that one i'll leave it at that i don't even know what the hell that is like the, oh the razzies with uh razzies. Anyway. did they make it no no go ahead and go on and check well i don't know, know i don't know exactly how this works so i mean the I razzies are given to really shitty movies yeah but how do i um like Gili for sure won Razzies because <laughs> they were like, "This is just so bad. Thanks for coming out. You deserve the worst movie type of award." Nah, I'm gonna have to do it later. In any case, yeah, I don't know if it won Razzies, <laughs> but it was just that that feeling of you know, you have this expectation and it was not even close to being met. It's like if you chat up a really pretty girl at the bar. You talk a big game, and then you get home and you cream in your pants in ten seconds. Like, yeah, that's that's a big letdown for her. There's the other side of that though, too, of those movies where there's no hype, there's no marketing. You go see them, and you're blown away. Oh, a hundred percent. For me, like the antithesis of that would be uh, the Hangover. Right. I remember just talking to some friends. Hey, it's Friday. Let's go see a movie. Uh, what do you want to see? The Hangover came up. I had never really heard of it. Hadn't seen any ads. Didn't really care. Just heard the premise. Ah, three guys go and they're looking for their lost bachelor. Let's do it. I'm in. And laughing hysterically pretty much from the onset. I mean, really just right from the opening go. Just can they even put this in theaters? Mm. Like the, they they bring the baby to the breakfast table and they're what's his name? Uh, Zach Galifianakis. Like, oh look, I'm jacking <laughs> his little weenus. And it's like, can they even put this on on yeah. screens and not get in trouble? I don't know, but I was laughing hysterically from start to finish, and I remember that being the exact opposite of year one. I, I don't know which one came first. I, I will be honest, but. Uh, I just remember watching Hangover with no expectation and just laughing uncontrollably. We kind of had a situation like that the other day where we sat down with our kids to watch something about Mary, which when I first saw that, I had that exact same reaction. Like, no, knew nothing about it, but found myself, like, belly laughing, guffawing at it. Yeah. And 10 minutes Brett into Brett Favre it, in that one. Gotta yeah. <laughs> give, gotta give points as a Green Bay fan. Hey, go. hey. But the kids hated it. They're like, this isn't funny. And they were... Um, really? They didn't love the whole come in the hair reference? They didn't even get that far. They left. They oh, shut the front door. Oh, yeah. No, they were... Um, they they were, bailed. They were unhappy. They pulled the chute too early on something about Mary. Did uh, you ever see... Uh, what's it called? Like any of the Kevin Smith movies? Or like mall rats and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mall rats, because I think mall rats is where they were. They wanted to do the come in the hair joke. I don't remember that. They didn't do it because apparently Kevin Smith said they pulled that stunt, and uh, I don't know. Like they got the idea from something about Mary, and they wanted no. to do something similar. Mall rats was in '98, so it was before. There's something about Mary. And they wanted to do that, like Jay or Silent Bob was pulling their pud in the dressing room, watching some one of the the female characters. It's probably Clerks or something, because this is not. I've I've seen Mallrats recently. No, doesn't... no, it never happened in Mallrats. They wanted to oh. do it, and the like the higher up said, "No, that's not funny. They right. wouldn't. People wouldn't laugh at that." And then fuck, look at that. Something about Mary made a whole 
cliche about it or whatever reference. Anyway, I digress. I love Kevin Smith, even though his films are fairly simple. They are good. Well, I just like that whole um, situation where he bankrolled that first movie that he made. Like mm-hmm. he was basically working. We're filming roller hockey on the fucking top of a convenience store in Jersey. Hour days working yeah. in a in a convenience store to love make it. money. And I loved Clerks. Clerks so good. That's big time, big time. All right, um, big time. Not so like us. I kind of broke down my three into sort of different scenarios. So. I have a worst movie, worst movie experience, and a weird, uh, weirdest movie experience, which I'll start with that one. So the weirdest movie experience, kind of going along in in what you were saying, a very hyped movie, was very excited to see it, Once Upon a Time in in Hollywood. Now, I loved this movie, so watch what you say here. Right. Um, Big Tarantino fan, so I was very excited to go see this. And um, to set the stage... The theater that we went to see it in, the style nowadays where you pick your seats. So the wife and I pick the seats at the very top. So okay. there's nobody behind us. We're, we're backs or yeah, to the old wall. Old school styles where you were able to just walk in pretty much at the top of a theater. Right. And, and you walk, had to walk down. down. Right. Yeah. Like um, the old one in Pickering, my hometown, represent. Yeah. Uh, it uh, they kept the original three theaters of the old movie theater when they upgraded the Cineplex, and uh, those three, yeah, you just walk right down. The other ones, the new ones, you kind of came in at the two thirds mark. So you and you, you and learn, hmm? and you walk up, or you go uh, down. Some yeah, you get you get to do a quick look. You look left. You look right. Which one has more open seats and you yeah. go to it pretty much? Um, you and Lorena, however, had the VIP sort of set up or no? It wasn't a VIP. But um, you got to pick your seats. But we got to, yeah. You get so to that's select next your, level. So we picked the seats at the top and also the ones where straight ahead of us was the, the, the walkway to go down. So we didn't have anybody, no seats in front of us. So it was very You op- thought you had a nice clear view legs. to watch an old right. Tarantino flick. Yeah. So about halfway through the movie, um, it's this another topic for another day. By the way, I guess your favorite Tarantino films. We'll have yes. to rank them. That'll be a good one. That would be a good one. Tough one too, though, because they're so good. Ah, bring it. But um, halfway through the movie, this couple, a couple of rows down from us, um, we see them kind of stand up, and they're old, like they're they're eighties or something like that. And uh, he, the the man, starts to kind of fall. And so my wife oh, is no. like giving me the elbow, like, go help him. So I, I jump into my seat and I go Did up and I say girlfriend of wife, my wife. Did I say I didn't say girlfriend. We'll have to check the tape <laughs> on that one. But so yeah, I, his wife. I go and I offer him my arm and it literally takes us 20 minutes to get down the, these stairs to the point where he can go on his own with his wife and leave. I, I just s- thought of another one. I, another discussion for another day. All right. Interesting um, experiences with elderly people. <laughs> okay. I'll mark that down. Um, <laughs> so you take this gentleman to the washroom. Well, no, I don't know if he had to go to the washroom or if they just didn't like the movie and they, they were leaving. They wanted to get you know, more popcorn? Or they had to go somewhere and, you know. They bailed on the movie? Did you see them come I, back? Uh, no, I did not. So maybe he had to go. But, again, 20 minutes of me sort of focusing. I'm not watching the movie as I'm walking this guy down the stairs. I'm focusing on him and making sure he's stepping where he needs to step, and it took us a while. Yeah. And then as soon as I let him go, I turned around and I ran back up and I sat down. But that had already 
thrown me off. Uh, you know, I know that I had missed a, a good chunk of the movie. I'm not. That gonna... one was a little slow. You probably didn't miss as much as you expected. But I didn't want to, because I don't like talking in a movie, so I'm not going to lean over to my wife and like, what hey, did I miss? And it could bring me happened? up to speed, you know, and, and that, that sort not of pisses much. me off. So. Brad Pitt took his shirt <laughs> off, fixed an antenna <laughs> on the roof, beat up Bruce Lee. But I have seen that movie now like eight times since then. Oh, it's such a good movie. I don't know if it's meta metaphorical, but I uh, feel like Tarantino was kind of critiquing himself on that. Going back to the, yeah, we need to have our own discussion again. Another episode based on just his movie since we're big fans. Mm-hmm. Big, big fans, Quentin, if you're listening. Um, yeah, no, it was a, uh, yeah, a little bit slower, but still a good movie. So I feel you. I could understand where you're coming from. That would trigger me a bit too. Um, I wasn't, like, I wasn't angry, um, you know, because... You don't want somebody old like that to fall down and break a no, bone. No, of sort course of not. But God, I was no. just, it just took away my experience, if you will, right? Because I was you... so looking forward to sitting down and watching this on yeah. the big screen. Did he call you Sonny by chance? I do not believe he called me Sonny. Uh, I just had to ask. I mean, yeah. thank you so much, Sonny. Thank you for helping me down the stairs. I hated this <laughs> movie. I want to leave. Yeah, it's funny like how I, that is. I, I guess I romantically want to believe that they didn't know anything about Tarantino. They didn't know anything about his style, yeah, so they went maybe. to this movie, and then they're like, "Oh, this is way too much." Oh, Leo's in this one, but it wasn't Foster. crazy at that point. Like that yeah. movie, it didn't get really insane until near the end. But anyway, I digress. No, they, they, yeah, they built it up. I found um, for that one, I really like to have a drink with it. Mm-hmm. Um, for other movies of Tarantino's like Inglorious Bastards, I found I really needed to go when I was seeing it, really was craving food. He has a thing with food and feet. Yes. Like for sure. Like yeah. anyway, we I digress a bit too and we can talk about it in our Tarantino episode, but there you go. I've seen Inglorious Bastards in theater at least twice and I wanna say this one. Once upon a time in Hollywood, three or four times, uh, in theater, and every time it's like, oh, I just I would crave a drink. Like mm. when Pacino pours, he's like, oh, I put on the fists of McCluskey and I have my cigar and I have yeah. my drink, and it's like, yeah, I could go for a joint and a, a fucking subliminal message. A little there. bit, yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, that that so that's the weird. So one. that's number four. Uh, number three is the worst experience, and I think just overall in general, that's the drive-in theater experience. I don't get I it. I don't understand this one, Perry. I don't understand this. Drive-ins are meant to be enjoyable, no? No, I I just I don't get it. Like I don't <laughs> get it. All right. You, you go Tom and Hanks. you sit in your car, and if there's more than two people in the car, the people in the backseat get a shitty view. Um, the cars nowadays, you start them up. Um, and then because to get the sound coming through the radio, so you hit the button, you don't start the engine, but the lights come on. So you turn your lights off, Hmm. but they, the cars have automatic off, uh, you know, every five minutes or something. So you're constantly having to turn the car back on. Interesting. The last one I went to, we had the kids, I think it was a Spider-Man movie and I went to the concession stand to get the stuff. And the shit shut down. No, no. I, well, no. And the the movie had started, so I didn't get back to the car until twenty minutes into the movie. And it's a Spider Man, which I like, so I was you know hoping to see that. Where did we, where would you have gone to see that? Just north of here, like um, New Market, East New Market, kind of. Okay. Thing. 
Um, but then, uh, you know, other people will, will do the other side of it where they'll not sit in the car. They'll take lawn chairs and yeah. blankets and sit outside. Make a whole outdoor theater. Out but of it. you're sitting outside, so you're getting eaten by mosquitoes oh, and forget bugs that. and all that kind of crap. So I just don't. Tea tree oil. I don't get it. I just don't, I don't get the experience. get it. It's cheap. I get that. So yeah. you can get a car of four sneak. in for like 25 bucks. Yeah, you could sneak eight people in the trunk. <laughs> but, I mean, I I don't mind paying good dollars for an experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I guess on the flip side of that, I do not like spending a little bit of money for a shitty experience. Good like, point. It's yeah, a shitty no, experience. That, we, we've around. talked about that with like renting movies nowadays. Like YouTube, you can rent a movie for five bucks, give or take. Mm-hmm. And depending on how many people are in the room with you, it's like... That's a steal. That is a total steal compared to going to the movies where you're paying 10 dollars per ticket. When's the last t- time you went to the movies? Like, no, if you're seeing a 3D movie, it's like twenty-two fifty dollars Well, now that's or, what I mean, right? So I don't, I don't also <laughs> rent 3D movies. I'll be fully disclosed on that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a bang-up deal. Um think yeah maybe the mindset needs to shift a little bit um you're not spending any money on concessions you get to bring your own snacks from home whether that's chicken biryani or beef biryani and butter chicken or popcorn or chips whatever but there's the, some movies the that you, you just want. you have to see on the big screen you might have a 72 inch we're running out of movies at, where at home, really well, like what give me an example any of the avenger movies any superhero i can live, movies. I can live without that oh, on no. the big screen Really? I, can. Well, I, I mean, I'll watch them a, on my tablet if I can. I'm I not can. a huge Avenger fan. Um, but so. you got to see some movies on the big screen, like space movies, you know, anything that's got to do with that kind of King thing. King Kong or something, yeah. Yeah, like it's just Godzilla. A, with the sound and the and the big screen and everything. I don't know. It's, it's an Could event. It have been God- Could it have been Godzilla? Going back, you have asked me previously what my first movie was in theaters. I want to say it was maybe Goldeneye, um, but it may have been Godzilla. That was also around that time. I would have been about seven years old. Because you liked the dinosaurs. Uh, I liked Godzilla. I don't know. I liked Humvees, and that one had a shitload of Humvees in it. Um, Matthew Broderick was good. Godzilla was big. They put a, Going back to the hype, that one lived up to it because it's Godzilla, and they hadn't made a proper hollywood godzilla in some years um that one lived up to it that was really good um we're talking about worst movie experiences here. right no sorry <laughs> not first but just just throwing it out there and so, then my so that was your number three yep. you hated the drive-ins i like the drive-ins kind of mind you i've only gone with two people like you know you and the other person so it's uh it's manageable. I don't know, but yeah, okay. What do you mean, you and the other person? I've never been to a drive-in with you. No, I mean, me and the ex, and we went and saw a movie in the drive-in, and it was okay. Oh. I mean, okay. if it's just two people, that's all right. But, I mean, Gina, my girlfriend, and your <laughs> wife, Lorena, and your daughter, they went and saw, uh, what did they see? They saw Bad Santa and uh, another yeah. movie this past summer and they brought a minivan and you open up the back gate. So going back to what you said, it's, it's all about the experience. It's all about how you, how you view the movie. So yeah, you don't want to get eaten by mosquitoes. Don't get me wrong, but 
fighting the traffic. Same time, you know, at those, the same time, it's kind of cool to just those throw. Those places always have like one in and one out, so you're sitting there waiting, traffic shit. Yeah, anyway. you just hang out, have a root beer, and chill out. <laughs> Let's all go to the movies. All right, so that was your number three pick. Yeah, so number two is the actual worst movie I've seen in the theaters. Um, so obviously just a, a personal selection, but Natural Born Killers. Remember getting about twenty minutes in and saying to myself, "Like, what is this? This well, is the, one the with worst." Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah, one They're of the worst killers. movies I've ever seen. It's uh, and it, it's Juliet Lewis. Yep, almost like it's trying to be over the top and failing miserably oh, yeah. they, or something. They were trying to go over the top. It was just crazy to me all all around. I think it's an Oliver Stone, which he usually yeah. is. No, he's know, a little he's a little nuts, but he's usually got good movies like. I love JFK. I think that's one of my top ten Platoon? movies. Platoon? Did he Platoon, do Platoon? Yeah, yeah. Did he do Wall Street? Or did he do Full Metal Jacket? No, I think he did Platoon. Yeah. He did Platoon. Yeah. Full Metal Jacket was Kubrick. True. Yeah. You don't fuck with Kubrick. No. No, but I mean, it was just, I think I was there at a date, and I leaned over and said, like, do you want to leave? Like, you know, I'm just, this is not. And she was okay with that? I think so, yeah. Now, I also, I own it. And I've tried watching it, and I, every time I watch it, it's like, yeah, it reminds me of how I just don't get the movie. It's just a weird... Natural but I want to like it, because it's got this sort of hype behind it, where it's, mm-hmm. you know, a out there movie. It's a it's a different style or something, but just not for me. No, I agree. It's uh, I haven't seen it, but I know enough about it, where it is... Yeah, it's applauded for being brave, shall we say, adventurous in their choices, the way they film things, the way they edit things. Oh, I just figured out one of my honorable mentions. All right. Uh, again. <laughs> okay, well, we're on. we're down to number one. So your big, your big massive knock it out of the park, worst movie experiences is. So one of the things we talked about earlier, uh, one of your pet peeves of going to the movies, the movie theaters, would be people talking or kicking the seats, or I mean, you gotta you gotta put up with people getting up and walking yeah, past you course, to go to the yeah. bathroom. Someone needs like to that. take a piss, deal with it. Yeah, I mean, that's sorry, fine, but it's uh, the kicking. That's, that's part of human life. Yeah. Um, no, in this case, I had. Uh, gone to see the hunger games the trilogy i had never read the books um so i didn't really know what to expect and i and one and two but uh so every time you're like oh geez what happened oh, i expected it to end here and then no, no, no there's a continuation so you get to the episode three it's uh probably 18 months in between movies if not more and I was very excited to go see this one. Get in there to go see it. And there's a couple with two kids pretty much beside me. Maybe in the aisle in front of me. Maybe in the aisle behind me. But my memory's serving that they were pretty much right beside me. And uh, so the movie starts. We get about 20 minutes in. The kids are young. No older than 10 years old. So they should probably be in bed. This is like a 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock showing. We get in uh, 20 minutes into the movie, and the kids start making noise, and either walking around or running around, regardless, just being disrespectful to the other moviegoers. 
So being right beside them, you feel that added pressure that you need to be the one to shut this shit down and be like, hey, enough is enough. Like, get them under control. So I said that, and uh, nothing happens. The kids are still running around. And eventually the whole theater starts to chime in. Hey, shut those kids up. Goddamn. Like, I'm not against kids. I'm not, but. Kind of sounds like it was a parent's night out and they had to drag the kids along with them. It's whatever it was. For the... But the dad was bootleg copying the movie. And that's where it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, we're trying to watch Hunger Games and you guys are legitimately like, I don't care about the bootleg. I really don't. I can I can live with that. I can deal with it. Don't ruin my experience, though. And if you're letting your little kids fucking run amok and make noise during the movie, well, you're ruining the movie. So the rest of the theater thought the same. So the management of the theater comes out, and this is a 30-something-year-old gentleman in a you know suit, probably hates his job. Did somebody go and get them? Quite possibly. Like every this or was, was this like second week. This was second week of the movie being in theater. So enough people like we've talked about previously. I mean, it was a good medley of ages. You have older adults. You have young adults. You have teenagers. But I guess, like, was this guy making enough of a racket that they heard from outside, or did somebody from the theater have to actually leave? I'm sure someone from the theater probably had to go in and say, what the fuck, like, Mm. what's going on here? So the gentleman, the management in the suit comes out and talks to the guy, and this is where it starts to get weird. The guy is either doesn't have a tongue, like it's been removed surgically or unsurgically removed, or he's pretending that he's deaf because he's going, but he's bootlegging the movie as well. And I'm not trying to pick on people with disabilities. That's not what I'm about. But I am about catching shysters and people that are ruining the experience of the many for the you know result of the few. So he was going on with this sort of charade and the wife is, oh, yeah, don't pick on him. He's got issues. But he seemed well enough. Like, he was obviously bootlegging the movie. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen that happen to you before. But wasn't good. So I wasn't happy about it. Um, the management was able to do nothing. So we're 25 minutes in. And this probably took 15 minutes of the movie out. So similar to your old gentleman uh, hmm. interaction. Mind you, another 10 minutes goes by with the same sort of shenanigans happening where you're getting constantly dragged out of focus. And um, another person from the movie theater management comes and they did nothing about it. They tried, but did nothing. Uh, and finally, an old Chinese guy who um, like sweeps the floors was there, like sort of standing there at the entrance watching and seeing what was transpiring and he just had no time for it he went right to the guy like enough is enough like you got you have to go and got him the kids the wife all of them had to leave he didn't care if there was going to be any baloney about the disability or what have you but I, i love him for it he deserves employee of the month he really stood up to this person kind of ruining the experience of the many uh so bless his little heart but 
uh, yeah, that takes the king daddy topper for me. I mean, uh, you go in to watch something you're so anticipated for and you're just dragged out, dragged out, dragged out of focus. It just, I didn't leave the movie because I wanted to watch it. It's just like my number five pick. Like I didn't leave the movie because it was that bad, but it really ruined the experience for me. I wonder if there's a situation like when you go to a sporting event, they've got the fine print on the ticket that says like, you know, if a baseball comes into the stands and hits you, they're not being held liable. Some of them do. Some of them have that. So for a movie theater, do they have that kind of vernacular where it's like, if somebody is disruptive Some during the movie, loud. yeah, we're <laughs> not, we're not going to, you know, f- refund your money or whatever. Um, but uh, it just doesn't bode well. Like bad publicity is not good. So if, if they, uh, you know, did, didn't step in and do something, there would have been a lot of people that were pissed off and probably would have asked for money back, even though it's not the theater's problem. It, the, the sound didn't muck up. The, the video didn't yeah. screw up. It was just some unfortunate um yeah I was people in the stands kind of expecting a bit of a freebie on that one but got nothing even if it was just like here have a free popcorn on us but mm. nothing honorable mention sure do you have an honorable mention for bad movies like i can't think of many that um you know affect me in that in that manner um hmm but there's on the other side of it, there's lots of movies, like we said before, where you have no expectations at all. You just sort of pick something, you put it on, and it becomes this, you know, fantastic experience, and um, it lives on forever in your list of movies that you love. Yeah. You want my honorable mention? Well, I'm just, you're fucking wasted. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, so my honorable mention, Gina and I, uh, we did that adventure challenge date book thing where they give you first date ideas or maybe not first date ideas, but date ideas. So the uh, date ideas of this one uh, was to recreate your parents' first memorable date. So we called hers up. They watched this movie called uh, Love Story. It's an older one with uh, Ryan O'Neill and... Um, some actress i can't remember her name unfortunately but uh the plot was very good you said this was your favorite author no yes yes eric siegel um who's a passed away now but his book called the class uh was the book that kind of put me back onto reading really you know you you grow up reading Dr. Seuss and then you go through a phase where it's like, I don't want to read anything. And, uh, I had this book report in university that we had to do for sociology and the teacher right. mentioned this, the class. Uh, so I picked it up and I, I couldn't put it down. And then I've really? read every other book he's got, including love story. Oh, love story. Well, the and plot was very good. This is the part that killed me. The plot, the story, fantastic. Now how it was executed a lot left to be desired there really like um again if you haven't seen it i don't want to spoil it too much but you've read the book so i can't spoil it all for you you know she passes away yes yes so um just the way they did jump cuts and edited it it made a huge difference to me i thought the story was like a nine out of ten but the way they edited it hmm 
which has a big factor like uh, editing, cinematography, soundtrack. These are all huge. These that's, are all that's why they use their categories. Categories, the exactly. Right, and um, and that can make a big difference. For this one, the story went from a nine to a six, maybe even a five, just because of the editing, the way they did their jump cuts, the way they. She was sick with cancer in the movie, and you know I'm not spoiling anything. This movie's almost forty years old. Um, she was sick, and then she, uh, oh, they just next scene, and she's dead. What? What do you mean she's dead? We didn't even see her pass away. What the, <laughs> what the fuck just happened here? I mean, yeah, she was sick. I grant you that, but like, she went from having a few months left to live to, oh, she's dead. <laughs> what? Well, they they wanted to have some sort of, um, you know, cliffhanger moment, I guess, where there's no lead up to it. It was just like she's dead and everybody's supposed to go, oh, my God, that's terrible. But I guess. But missed. at the same time, it was just like, when did that happen? Like, I actually remember there were a bunch of scenes where they did poor jump cuts where I could say, OK, I can live with this. There was a hockey scene. This is a white guy from Canada. Yeah, I got I have time for that. But when that happened and they just killed this main character off, it was like, sorry, not even main character, like protagonist, what have you, like the other half of the relationship. I just turned and stopped, you know, what the fuck just happened there? (laughs) Like after this, we are calling your parents. (laughs) I need to ask them about why this was like such a good movie because they still hold it in their hearts as all this was such a good movie. And it's like, no, no, it wasn't. It was really potentially good. It had parts and they were solid, but the overall production value, not good. Well, think about it. It just popped in my head there. The other side of that, as far as editing goes, have you seen Birdman? No, but have, I know it's good editing. Have you seen 1917? It's all one shot. Yeah. But it's, but it's not right. It's it's not all one shot, but it's edited together to make it look like it is. So that's that's in a fair enough. Yeah, you know, it's not a play. Like they didn't just take no. cameras out and for two hours followed these guys running around but the countryside. Like but it looks like it. So yeah. that's you know that's why they are these categories and people win awards for mm-hmm. for cinematography for. Um, costume design and everything like that right yeah, like these editing and sound these and things make the difference of a movie it's true 100 percent. you're not gonna that's watch why a... i was so disappointed with love story it's like this had potential to be a really fantastic type of movie that even i would not normally go to but i was watching for the circumstance and they just they dropped the ball so i wonder how that would have been different that experience if it was in the theater you would have watched the exact same movie in the theater would you still have been like what the hell that could have been your natural born killers like what is going on here i think i still would have sat through it because the story had me hooked i'm like oh what happens next like they tell you right at the beginning of that movie like what do you say about a 25 year old woman that dies that loved the beatles and thing and loved me like this is ryan o'neill speaking and um i wonder yeah. if eric seagal saw the movie and was like oh i wonder too i'd love i wish book. i could get in touch with yeah. him but he's dead he's so i guess i'll have to wait till the great beyond but uh hmm. i called gina's parents and i said what the fuck was that <laughs> oh well you know you've seen movies that are much newer and the way they're done now is different and thing and it's like 
No, I've watched The Graduate. That came out in 1969, 1968, and that was much more well-edited than this movie. I mean, because it had the story. That's the part that sucked. Like, if it was a, you know, it was a, just a junk script that, okay, they went through the motions and they made it. Okay, I could, is what it is. It's a B movie or what have you, but it's like, this had the potential to be an eight and a half, nine out of ten type of movie, and they just they fucked it. They fucked it up. So quickly then, for a little bit of positive um, feel here, what like what's would it be? Um, what you mentioned earlier, the freak, the Hangover, would that be the one? Like you had n- knew nothing about it. The and you Hangover walk- is right up there for one I knew absolutely not much about at all, and just had me laughing in stitches all the way through. Um, another positive, in the sense of the hype lived up to the sizzle, or the sizzle lived up to the hype. Rush Hour, the Rush Hour series, was great. Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, like mm-hmm. just uh, lived up to the billing. It Actually, wasn't like uh, I, I don't really. I guess I don't pay attention to the hype, if you will. Like I remember seeing Lord of the Rings, not knowing anything about right. the books, and and being like blown away as to what was going on on the screen. Yeah, I, I remember feeling that way about Avatar. Yeah, Again, Avatar was fantastic. You know, not especially if much. you saw it in three D the first yeah. time. Yeah, like, uh, it was just uh, you know, and um. One that will always be in my top two, I think, is uh, Barney's version. I, I remember being away in a business trip, sitting in the hotel at, in the, at night, and just thinking, like, okay, I'm going to put something on, and it's just going to be background here noise while I fall asleep. And it turned out to be this fantastic, you know, surprise. And it's mm. it's it's a fantastic, uh, again, Canadian author, Mordecai Richler, and uh, great acting all around. Loved it. Have to watch that one. Never seen super, Barney's super. version. Yeah. So, um, I mean, movies play a big part in our lives, and and yeah, we'll have to circle back on Tarantino by the sounds of things. Yeah, that's that's a whole episode in its in its own right. Um, but <laughs> I mean, just having these worst or these bad experiences um, that stick with you. I mean, that that sort of points out, you know how much we we lean on movies i guess yeah they're a nice welcome distraction to our lives um you know turn away from the realities or just turn off the brain for a little bit is what it is so What's ma- our, imagine what? being a, a like a director and you're sitting there for the first time in the theater with the the audience and you're mm-hmm. you, that must be so nerve-wracking like oh my god are they gonna love it they're gonna hate it probably hate it you know and hopefully there's no mongoloids that are in the in the uh yeah. in the audience that are ruining that for everybody and that's uh-huh. totally out of your control right yeah totally yeah well, that's why they do screenings so yeah. what's our next topic all right so the next topic then so that'll be episode number seven um I'm not going to go into the bag of of episodes and pull one out i'm just going to go right off the list because i want to do this one next you take one pill yep and the pill will either make you stay the age you are now forever. Okay. Breathe underwater. Okay. Have invisibility. Okay. One billion dollars in cash. All right. Or time travel anytime you want, forward or backwards, time travel. Hmm. So you've you've got. I think I know my answer. One pill. 
to have one of those. There are pros and cons to each. I think it's it's going to be an interesting. Uh, I don't think there's any cons to the one I'm going to pick. Well, well, that's that's what I'm saying. I think we'll be able to find some cons there. There's pros and cons to everything in life. You have yeah, to. Yeah, but I think I'll be able to find all the pros. <laughs> I think I one. know exactly the one you're going to pick, and I think there's there's cons to that. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll we'll chat then. All right. That's that is Ben. I'm Alex. Episode 6 of Shooting the Shot. Thanks for listening.